It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by, in Manchester, England, Dave Watson. Hi Fergus, how are you doing man? Good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Paul Doolin isn't here. He's busy with work. He's not doing anything as glamorous as advertising the Swiss post office. I'm surprised it didn't turn into like an, an epic, as uh, as Paul suggested it might. Well, you mean the advert? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of drama in the Swiss post office, right? Well, I'm hoping I might get a spin-off sitcom. I mean, <laughs> one thing you guys failed to grasp was I wasn't playing a character who works at the Swiss post office. I was playing... There's a lot more to it than that. I was playing a customer. Right, well... But I, for one, apologise. I mean, I, I don't want to typecast you because, to be fair, all your previous roles do scream Swiss post office worker. It's been heading in this direction for a, a long time, <laughs> my career. Yeah, yeah. In other news, hot off the, spread, off the press in direct relation to my career, I know that's all the Newcastle Natter listener thinks about. Uh, David Hasselhoff, my... Uh, sometimes co-star, as of the last 10 minutes, has tweeted, with no explanation, a Google image search of his girlfriend's ass. (laughs) 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 Well, no, if you look at when... (laughs) This is genuinely what it says. In the Google image search, it says, Hayley Roberts, age... Oh, dear. But the picture is her bum. So, I mean, I'm not judging. There's no, like, I'm not. I am judging. I am full on judging right now. I'm just putting that information out there. I mean, the guy (laughs) is a lad. Speaking of lads. Speaking of lads, there were 11 of them, 14 probably in total, who let us down yeah. on Saturday. 
I don't know if you listened to the previous pod, but I did. Paul and I were really fucking arrogant. <laughs> you were, you were. You did set yourselves up for a fall there. Yeah. I did sort of... It, I, listening to it as, a, as an outsider, which I rarely get to do, I did sort yeah. of get caught up in it and think, yeah, uh, but also think, ooh, are we heading for a fall here? <laughs> I mean, I was talking about, yeah, we'll smash him 4-0. That is what classic Dave Watson, <laughs> if we're honest. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah. Did you listen to it? I didn't get to listen to it. I was working. But oh, of course. I watched the highlights. Um, little there were. Um, it, was, it was not a good game. It was the flattest. Um, the flattest I've certainly heard it described to me through the radio. But we just... We didn't seem to create much. The the midfield and the forward line failed in their duties, to be honest. I mean, we did have 15 shots, um, but only managed like two of them on target in, you know, 90 plus six minutes. So it wasn't, we weren't, we weren't creating much. I mean, the two, their two centre-backs had a decent game, but honestly, if, if our, if our front five had turned up, I would have fancied us to, um, yeah, we, sh- we should have been able to put quite a few past them. So I, I didn't, um, watching the highlights, it didn't look like we had uh, many clear-cut opportunities until maybe one or two uh, near the end. But I remember yeah. seeing the starting lineup before uh, the game kicked off and thinking, oh, well, Rafa's obviously made uh, quite a few changes there in view to... Uh, three games in eight days or whatever it is, and the and the Ethel uh, Cup quarter final. Yeah. Fair enough. And I did look at the team sheet and thought rather cockily, rather buoyed by uh, your podcast, that well we've got so much strength in depth. This will be great to see Atsu and give Mitrovic a start, and and uh, we'll we'll still have easily enough to to win yeah. by two or three goals uh, it's it's when you I, th- I think the problem was that if if you made three changes to the team and it you know say for example we didn't have games we had um uh Domit on from the start and, or maybe we started with um like Clark and Lascelles instead of Mbemba or whatever. Like if we'd made three changes, I think we would have kept the cohesion of the team a little better. Um, I think there were too many changes and Rafa himself has, has, has taken the blame. He, he says that his, um, you know, he wasn't happy with what he saw on the pitch and he wasn't happy with um, like the, the performance and stuff. But he, he also said that he wasn't happy with his decisions. I can from that I can only assume he means the selection, the substitutions, and well, perhaps like the interview, when he made them or whatever. Okay, the interview I saw on Channel Five, he sort of he stood by the making a lot of changes because he was saying sometimes you have to do this, and uh, hmm. and I accept that. Uh, hmm. he, you know, we did we did still have. Uh, it, it's not like we. I mean, we made one probably you'd have to describe it as a defensive error for the for the uh the goal that we conceded right i mean we shouldn't have really yeah. conceded that goal who was no. who was to blame who was meant to be 
marking their uh, scorer, Mulgrew. It was in Bemble, isn't it? Probably. Who hasn't had a lot of game time? Um, no. Of late. But, you know, we did have uh, Richie and Shelby starting, both of whom could make a case for being our player of the season. We mm. have had Mitrovic, who's been scoring. Atsu's been and doing I was well. I was expecting, with the, the creativity and flair on the wings, I was expecting Mitrovic to get a lot of service. But to be honest, he, he just didn't. Um, the the quality of the crosses coming into the box was poor. Um, Perez had another like, pretty bad game, to be honest. And that number 10 position we keep talking about, but it is it is raising a lot of questions. Like, would we be better off playing without a number 10 and playing with either uh, a third midfielder? So you're playing with like Shelby, Diarme, dropping, you know, as a deep-lying uh central midfielder or playing Colback and Hayden and Shelby with Shelby given more license up front I don't know it's so the, weird because it doesn't seem that long ago that we had a surplus of number 10s we were a club addicted to buying number 10s <laughs> yeah well we had what was it Saive Dion Cabela um, Marvo Perez obviously yeah we had we had a more than our fair share and now but I guess two, in the end we did just not doing it. Yeah, bring back De Jong, eh? Yeah. Um, it's a shame about Perez, but yeah, it's not really working for him at the moment. This would have been, uh, what was it? We were aiming for... Ten in a row. Ten in a row, which would have been a record of sorts. Yeah. And uh, we failed it. But it's, it is one of those things with any club, and I feel it particularly with ours, but I'm sure any club feels like this. There's always a tipping point of sort of uh, cockiness might be the wrong word, but complacency. There's yeah. always a tipping point where yeah. you need a bit of a wake-up call. And the question is, does this now uh, bring on a period of uh, of less good form or is just just a blip, and is it time to start the next record-breaking run? Chasing run, yeah. Like I, I mean, a, a friend of mine, I was chatting to, to a mate of mine about the, the changes and stuff like that, and, and he raised a good point that he's an Everton fan, and he was saying that um, Coleman changed a lot of, uh, lot of their team for their cup game against Norwich, and uh, that didn't work. And then since then, they've gone on a really bad run, and he was saying, you know, momentum is, is king in football. And because don't like Hull are still going to be a big, a big challenge. I mean, they're still, I know they're having a terrible time in the Premier League, but they're still, you know, Snodgrass is a, is a hell of a player. And if he's up for it and if the other players are, you know, keen to, to, to make amends, we could go like, we could lose two on the bounce and then go into a Norwich game, which suddenly becomes, well, we have to turn it round and stuff like that. So, so the next few games, really big uh, in our season because we've seen what, you know, like, uh, Norwich did it again. When, when we beat them um, in the final in the final kick of the game, really, since then, they haven't really clicked. And it looks like Neil's for the sack. So I'm not saying we're going to go on a run as badly as them, but momentum is king. It's, king. it's not like we haven't been making quite a lot of changes all throughout the season, though. 
No, and we praised Rafa for the rotation policy because it it should keep players hungry and it should keep players um, uh, more fresh and it should keep them less likely to to pick up injuries, certainly muscle injuries and stuff like that. So, I mean, the only two players who haven't played a lot this season who started, I guess, are Mbemba and uh, Gamez. Gamez, I should mention, came off on a stretcher. On 54 yeah. minutes, so we probably won't be seeing much of him in the next couple of weeks at least. And no, they're saying it's, um, I was just going to say, it's a, it's a collarbone injury. And that's it looks, right, yeah. If he needs surgery, he's going to be out for six weeks. He's got such bad luck with, with injury, he might be the new De Jong, right. and which, which will make Paul happy. Which will earn, earn him a place on uh, Paul's wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Um, and then I mean, uh, you're right. Like it was only Gamers and Bember and Atsu who really haven't been regular starters. Um, but I think it was just the the maybe the permutation didn't click. I don't know. And it could be, to be fair, Blackburn defended pretty well. Um, their two centre halves were dominant against Mitrovic, which is I think part of the reason why I wanted um, Gale to come on earlier and go four four two was to cause them different you know, different um, problems. But I ended up, um, and came off for um, for Gale, didn't he, at the end of it, which was he did. odd. Well, Gale, um, you could say uh, that an error would have been, was not to start a player who was in such incredible goal-scoring form. But he came on in 84 minutes, did get a couple of chances, one of them really good, and failed mm. to take them. I mean, my instinct yeah. is he probably, the sort of form he was on and the fact that he was able to come on and in less than 10 minutes create those chances uh, tells you that I think he probably would have scored. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I'm, but I'm, I'm chalking it down to a bad day at the office for like too many of the players. Um, we can cope with a couple of the players. Like we've, we've coped with the army having a bad day. We've coped with Perez having a bad day. Etc. Etc. We, but it was just too many of them had a bad day, and it. it I tell you it, what, it was an I tell you what, we can't cope with. What's that? Johan Gufram not in the starting lineup. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? I Who'd mean, that's thunk? the big error. Surely, I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll get a starting place on Tuesday, I aka didn't. tomorrow night at time of recording. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else is there to say about the Blackburn game? So you know how I'm a massive stats nerd, and I go I go off too far into the minutiae. But I looked on um, a website, but that you're I about to do it. Before. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Experimental three six one. Uh, it shows the like the shots, the quality of the chances, the number of chances, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, versus each other. And it, it, if you look, I've already stuck it up on my Twitter. Um, if you look at the, the the graphic that they produced, it definitely shows that it was a bit of a smash and grab for, for Blackburn and that we, we created we did create more than them and we did have, create decent chances but we just didn't take them or or whatever so for all yeah we, we didn't play particularly well It was there was only one goal in it, it was one defensive lapse and for us to play against a team like that and and, and play so badly and only screw up a little bit, like only lose like by one goal, then 
I'm not. I'm not too worried. I, I do. We were saying before: is it a blip or is it indicative of, of something bigger? And I think it's just a blip. I fancy us to do well against Hull, even if we don't get through. And we could, we can take as much positive from the performance as we could do from a result in a cup game. And against the next few games we've got, which is uh, Forest, um, Wigan, and uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember somebody else, um, Birmingham, I think. Um, I fancy us to, you know, get back in our stride. So I'm not I'm not too concerned. Yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah, Forest, Birmingham, and then Wigan. And then Burton Albion, yeah, you know. Uh, Lots of fun, classic championship fodder. Yeah. Uh, And now we're going to go for a quick break. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com dot com to find out how and we're back a uh, few things to uh talk about um there was talk in the so are you happy to move on from the game dave no, the only other thing i was going to Go say on. about the game is it was the fifth biggest game in europe which is Insane. Staggering. It's insane. And then we go to like, and then we go to clubs like Leeds, who I would have thought were like kind of a similar size club to Leeds, really. And then, but you know, instinctively, that's why they've certainly won a lot more than us in my lifetime. Um, Certainly in my lifetime, yeah. They, uh, or in, you know, one of my uncle's lifetimes <laughs> um but they uh it would took us visiting them for them to have their biggest attendance in a long time whereas we're bashing out these massive attendances but what's weird is you look at our attendance stats from like 30 years ago we certainly weren't comparable we, we certainly weren't way ahead of lots of other teams no, I think. Um, I mean, you have. To I mean, we had a, so, a smaller stadium as well, but we used yeah, to we get in the eighties like fifteen thousand. Yeah, but then that was when. I mean, there's there's a few mitigating factors. One, the league that we were playing in at the time, the the unrest um, in the in the club because a lot of those really low attendances are tying with fan protests about the the owners. Um, well, luckily, we've got a really popular owner now. <laughs> there was also, you know, the, the standard of football was poor, and the um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we just got relegated, times, Dave. Yeah, but we got again. It's we got relegated, but we've got Rafa Benitez, and we've got really good players, and we're likely to come straight back up. Whereas there, we were literally on the precipice of of doom and disappearing, and then John Hall and Kevin Keegan, and suddenly. We're away, and we've never looked back. That that man revived revived our club, and he deserves a lot of credit. Which one, John Hall or Kevin Keegan? Oh, Keegan. John John Hall, like he put money into the club, and he he wanted it to do well, but purely from a you know it was mostly self interest. Whereas Keegan, without Keegan, none of it would have happened. Okay. 
Well, uh, yeah. there's lots more to talk about there, but I feel like I need to rattle on. Uh, yeah. So perhaps we'll return to that at another time. Okay. Uh, here's something that was mentioned briefly in the press in the last week was the possible Rafa Benitez saying that the door is open to Steven Gerrard if he wants to be a coach at Newcastle. Yeah. What are your well, thoughts then, on that, Dave? Um, I mean, Gerrard's clearly an excellent, you know, he was a world-class player. Um, I've no idea if he'd be much cop as a as a um, as a coach. But you know, he's not done it anywhere else. I wouldn't have any problem with him, like doing his badges and, and working on the coaching team with Rafa That's not not a problem at all. Because fine. Um, Here's my instinct. Yeah, I've I've got no problem with it in theory. I mean, like you say, do his badges. We don't know what kind of coach he would be. But I would just worry that it'd just become a bit of a circus. There'd just be so many articles about, like, oh, what's Stephen Gerrard doing? Has Is Stephen Gerrard going to turn John Joe Shelby around? Is Stephen right, Gerrard yeah, yeah. this, this, that? Newcastle lost at the weekend against Blackburn. Is it Stephen Gerrard's fault? Newcastle <laughs> beat Blackburn at the weekend. Thanks to Stephen Gerrard. I just think it would just... <laughs> It would be, I mean, no grudge against him. No. But I think Saturday aside, we're doing really well and I'd rather not uh, tamper with it. And also, I think it probably won't happen. So. Well, no, no. I, th- I think if he's going to go anywhere to do his coaching badges, it'll be, you know, it'll be Liverpool. Liverpool. Or if he's, if, if he's going to do... Um, if he's going into management because there were rumours of him going to MK Dons, but that's not happening. It looks like the Hearts manager's going to MK Dons, which ties back into our club because Hearts had previously offered that job to Ian Caffrell. So there might be, you know, movement on um, on Ian Caffrell's side and uh, he might want to go up to, to Hearts and take on the manager's role up there. We'll see. Uh, I've got to rattle on because uh, the podcast that we're in before us, the Spurs podcast, overrun quite significantly. Uh, yeah. They may have been talking about Musa Sissoko. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, I should just very briefly talk about uh, Dalton got in touch on Twitter and said, just thought I would mention that Sissoko and Pardew are hated at the clubs at the moment. Funny. He says, Definitely. and uh, I know that you're a big fan of that. And I saw you get into trying to get into a argument with Ian Wright on Twitter this week about Pardew. Yeah, you love it, don't you? Up. You love it. Yeah. You, w- you won't let it lie. <laughs> it is quite, en- wow. I'm quite entertained by the Sissoko thing because that is something that I can see a tangible, I don't, Pardew, it's like, well, he was shit for us and now he's shit for Palace. You know, no one's winning out of this situation. Whereas Sissoko, no. it's quite funny that we did get 30 million quid for him <laughs> after him being so shit for a year and then like doing a couple of sprints in a game that was on TV, 30 million. Suddenly, yeah. That is quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy that. 
and now he's like officially shit like <laughs> like like spurs have like put out a press release okay we admit it Sissoko is shit <laughs> it's like it's official what? now it's like a government stat one thing that needs to be cleared up um is his transfer fee people are saying that it's um it's six million pounds per year he's there so if he's there for the full five years they pay us 30 million but if he's only there for two years they only pay us 12 million it's not the case it just means that the the transfer fee that they receive by selling him that money goes to us yeah they're just paying it in installments yeah exactly so if they if they pay if they sell him for 20 million um and that he's only been there for a year then they have to make up the shortfall and pay us the rest they've still got to pay us yeah yeah, exactly but i just you buy a tv with uh Bright Life, whatever they're called, Rumblows, <laughs> one of these. Um, I don't know. I always buy them uh, for work. Purchase. Yeah, then yeah, you know you've still got to pay up. Okay, I've got to rattle on, Dave. Sorry, um, no, no, we've fine. got Arsenal outside. We're stuck in between the North London rivalry. Oh dear! You know, you, Spurs and Arsenal. They usually leave early, don't they? No, <laughs> not today. <laughs> Uh, there's a great question on Twitter from Teague Whalen, who says, yeah. which player that we have sold over the past few seasons would you want back the most? I have one in my mind, Dave. Okay. Who um, do you think it I is? I would say probably, probably Townsend. That is definitely not what I would say. The last what few seasons. Hatton Ben Arthur. Yeah, he's he's great, but it's would he work in Rafa's? Whereas Townsend definitely would. Townsend, the last few. Townsend's that's your pick, the... Andros Townsend. Well, ahead of who? Like Ben Arthur. Yes, Ben Arthur. Yeah, no, he's he's great. brilliant at the moment. I'd love to have Ben Arthur back, tearing up the championship. Yeah, but then he, uh, the other options were like Lorik, uh, Remy. Would he smash it in the championship? Yeah. But he's also a bit. Oh come you know, on, Ben Arthur. Ben Arthur's like my Ben Arthur is easily my favourite Newcastle player of uh, the tens or whatever we call in this decade. Easily, oh, yeah, yeah. no, I, he might I, be I, my favourite Newcastle player this century. You, wow, that wouldn't. Be, well, actually, yeah, as in yeah, signed probably. this century. Yeah, I, I, you know I love Ben Arthur. I think he's incredible. I, I loved watching him play. It's the kind of player that got you up out your, out your seat. But in the championship, under Rafa Benitez, not sure. Okay, fine. Well, Stick, like, all right, then no, it's fine. My get, answer is, go on. I was just going to say, anybody, any of the listeners, get in touch. Tell us who you would have. And um, In the last few seasons you know, that we got rid of. So I'll... I'll I'll put a number on that in the last five seasons. Oh, uh, we could do a poll. We could do a poll. We could do everything. This is going to take, <laughs> this is going to go viral. But yeah. let it be known that I want one of the mo- most majestic players ever to grace <laughs> British football. And you want Andres Townsend, who did yeah. a great three months for us last season, but is now yeah. doing quite shit at Crystal Palace. But, um, yeah, the caveat is Pardew for that, though. All right, okay, fine. Well, like, yeah. Hatton Benafa managed, managed to do some beautiful things under which manager? Despite Alan, Alan Pardew. Pardew. Yeah. Okay. Despite him, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow night, uh, probably tonight, as you're listening to this, we're playing Hull. 
in the Ethel Cup. Yep. In a quarter final. Dave, what do you reckon the score will be? 2 1. To Newcastle United? New to Newcastle, yes. yes. Okay, I'm going to go 1 0 to, okay. New- to Newcastle United. And Excellent. I hope that is what, happen- what happens because it would be lovely to be in the semi finals of a cup yeah. competition. And if we had more time, I would talk about Snodgrass, I would talk about the, the, um, the attendances and. Yeah. All of that, but apparently we don't have time. Unfortunately not. No, yes, there's a lot no. of talk of the attendances. Weird thing going on where their stadium's going to be half filled, but they won't give us many tickets, which seems a bit stingy. Yeah, and uh, we've got 5,000 going back to St. James's Park for a beam back. Amazing. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, if we can win this game, which I think we're probably the favourites for, then we win the semi-finals, and then you can dare to dream. And then uh, Friday night game on Sky away at Nottingham Forest. So that'll be fun. Yeah, this one. It should be good. They've got the, work, they've got the um, second worst defence in the league. But Great. they've got the second best attack. Ooh. They're really dirty. There's been uh, eight red cards in the 18 league games that they've played. Um, so I wouldn't play Mitrovic. Uh <sighs> Six to five and pick them with this. Like seriously, they. they You're the only person goals. I've ever heard say that phrase. But carry what, on. Six to five and pick them. Yes. Anyway, carry cool. on. So Dave Watson original. Yeah. Um, I reckon. Shit. I'm a three two Newcastle. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. I'm tempted to. I'll, I'll go for three one. I'll go for three one. <laughs> Why not? But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let this blip nudge me from uh, some optimism. Good. Uh, even though Good. optimism on the Newcastle uh, seems to bring about uh, Newcastle United losses. But thank yeah. you very much for your time, Dave. Cheers, Fergus. Short but sweet. It's been lovely to have you in my ears. And uh, thank you to you, the Na- Newcastle Natter listener. We've been Dave Watson and Fergus Craig. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.